So uh, welcome, mm-hmm. Rahmatullah, to my podcast. This is the Coffee and Kareem podcast, and my name is Kareem Jovian. And I wanted to have you introduce yourself to the audience, if you will, please. Thank you for the invitation, Brother Kareem. Uh, as we have known each other for a very long time, it's been four or five years, but it's the first time we are speaking together. Uh, it's good thing, alhamdulillah. I think it's happening all over the internet. People are speaking to each other and clearing the air, and whatever misconceptions are there, they're clearing it, alhamdulillah. My name is Rahmatullah Nowruz. I'm actually from Afghanistan. I live in Germany. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a number of businesses, and I'm also involved in charity and in dawah work. That's a short introduction, inshallah. Mashallah, mashallah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's an honor to speak to you. I mean, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of your work before, and I've seen your dawah, that advice that you've also given me, and that's how, you know, our paths crossed. And I do appreciate that, and I thank you so much for the content that you create. So uh, for today, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, how DAO channels are perceived in the community uh, and how they, uh, you know, give their advice sort of, you know, sort of, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, or DAO, if you want to call it, to yeah. influencers such as like myself or others. And um, how do you think that way of approach is and should it change like as, you know, for, you know, for today? You know, versus how it used to be in the past, because things are changing now. So, what was your opinion on that? Jazakallah khair. Actually, it, it should be always the way Allah SWT describe it, and also Rasulullah The best form of dawah is to speak to someone privately, talk to them, advise them. Uh, you know, me speaking personally, realistically, if somebody advised me in public. I would require some higher level of con- consciousness and piety in order to accept that message and implement it on myself. And of course, I will need some time to do that. It will be a gradual process. I won't change on the, on the day one or two or week. It, mm-hmm. it will take time. Uh, but there is, a, there is a claim as well from the Dawah brothers, uh, from myself as well. And there's a saying of Ibn Taymiyyah that if a sin is committed publicly, that person should be advised publicly. And they're considering the youth. For example, there's a brother just like yourself. You have done some great work. Your video, 10 hours of working in New York City, was one of my examples and in many speeches that I have given. And using your video as a reference uh, to advocate for hijab and to present to the world why uh, Muslim women wear hijab and the main reason for it. And that was one of the best example. And that work is done by you. May Allah bless you for the work. At the same time, you have done other work, which I can't appreciate. But I'm sure uh, you have your opinion about them as well, about the work that you have done. So there are youth, and especially teenage the people who are following you, their subscribers, they love you, they see your content, they are with you on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. So when they see Kareem doing this great work, they see Kareem itself, which are not really... Uh, Islamically, they might confuse. They might be confused and join them together. It's okay to do this and also do that. Do you understand that? So for yeah. this reason, uh, for this reason, some brothers are choosing to go publicly and give the advice. And s- same goes to other issues. But I would still say the private advice is much better if you can convince the brother and speak to him, uh, and he can come back and share with his audience that you know what those videos and those things were not correct which i did and i hope you guys don't follow me in those parts uh 
the what is happening right now, especially with social media, as you, if you might have seen, I have distanced myself a little bit from the YouTube. And yeah, you know what? I do much better in terms of business, in terms of uh, dawa work, in terms of charity. The effect is much higher. Alhamdulillah, I've been engaging with people, with ulama, with somebody just like you. Uh, it's not because I have a lot following you are coming and speaking to me. No, I don't know whatever the reason is. But the point I want to make is the whole dawa. Uh, sometime, unfortunately, some people might reduce it to clicks and likes and views. Uh -huh. And that's a dangerous path to follow because uh, there, there have been people, yes, they have been targeted. I know some brothers who use those names and those things. Uh, just like some Muslim YouTubers, they have used Muslim audience as a stepping point to reach the mass audience and, you know, just to get started. Same goes to some Dawah brothers, but I know there are genuine brothers who really want to uh, advise the brothers and they want good for the community. Inshallah, we can continue on this. Yeah, more. yeah. I've, I, you know, I've, you know, at first when I used to get dawah and advice, yeah. you know, it was very new to me when I was young and starting this YouTube thing because it started very early uh, when uh, when I used to make those videos in the past, and uh, I felt like it was a, a, you know, at such a young age, because you're getting attacked publicly, you forget about what it is. As long as you're getting yeah. a message publicly, you want to respond publicly, and then you know, as young, you know, uh, naive kids. Uh, immature sometimes we we do things like you know make fun of it or or you know mm -hmm. laugh about it and be like you know these these are haters you know or something like mm -hmm. that yeah and that's right. and that's how we moved about it because it was very new to us we didn't we didn't uh, understand it you know uh, but I, I do respect the fact that you know um, that you said that you know it should start off privately I feel like if yeah. I was approached privately first then maybe I would think about it because then I'll probably talk up to other people about it or something like that if, I, if it was private. But when it started off publicly, I felt like, you know, it made us go, it, I guess, I know it's not a good excuse, but it kind of angered us and made us do do it more, if that makes sense, you know? Yes. And, you know, looking back at it, it's not, of course, it's not, a, you know, it's like fighting fire with fire. It doesn't really help anything. It makes things worse. But, you know, I've... I've, I've gone to learn over the years and uh and and whatnot so uh that's one of the major things because i've had my audience like ask questions and stuff i also have my own questions but i feel like um the way you uh, you continue you want to speak yeah to speak? I, I, I would say something here you, you know what i have messaged you on facebook before even making that video yeah. uh two years ago three years ago and i didn't receive reply but yet i still believe and i feel like i should have been patient i should have waited for the reply i should have found more ways to contact you and not make a video about you so do you understand that i still believe that and I, i'm very happy marshall you're coming very sincere i can feel that you're coming with a lot of sincerity and explaining and i'm saying sincerely as well that even though uh, between us there was no such a big clash that we can say there was a clash whatsoever but mm -hmm. I sh for me, I still think that I should have waited for your answer, even though you didn't reply me. I should have yeah, found more to means to reach you. I know, I understand that because since, as I said earlier, I have left that kind of English dawa and I focus more on local dawa, which is uh, primarily in Afghanistan. And I'm telling you, uh, we get five to six million views, and how I have 18 staff who are handling things, and yet I can't reach people. Do you understand that? Yeah. 18 yeah. staff. I don't know how yeah. many staff you have, but yeah. compared to 18 staff, and one, I, I understand that. 
There are a number of people complaining. But what I'm saying, coming to this position right now, I can understand you. And I feel like I should have waited. I should have find more means mm -hmm. to reach you instead of yeah. just coming forward and making videos about you. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I appreciate it. And also, it just shows a lot of your personality and character to actually, uh, you know, admit that fault. But at the same time, I have had my faults too. You know, my some of my videos were very embarrassing and, you know, uh, you made me take them down. You didn't make me, but you convinced me to take them down in, in, in a way you. that I appreciate. Um, you know, at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, the, the Dao scene and also us, we're, we're going towards the same goal. You know, we want to show people that Islam is accepting. It's not as strict as people think. It's not as closed-minded. You know, there's many people who are Muslim that follow this this religion and we're all trying to go to the same goal but on different paths you know some people might stumble on some paths but they're still heading towards the right direction you know for example myself you know i've i've you know i've uh this is something i want to tell you as a as you know personalizing like a man to man and you know of, of the same faith uh like when i when i grew up in my in my neighborhood i didn't have any muslim friends you know i grew up in a very very diverse neighborhood. I had friends who were atheist, I had friends who were Christian, I had friends who were Hindu, but very rarely any Muslim friends. Uh, and uh, this is just, it wasn't a decision that my parents made or anything like that. It's just, you know, they tried very hard to get me into a Muslim school and they took me to all these things, but it didn't work out. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, when, when I was growing up, I felt that they, in a, in a sense, you know, they led me on the right direction. Like for example, when my friends smoke, you know, like when I was younger in high school, I would try to take a cigarette and, and smoke with them. And one of my friends who's, uh, who's Christian, he took the cigarette from me and he's like, if you smoke this and you ripped it like this, I'll break your back, you know, because I know you don't smoke and I want you to continue that, you know, because they, they respected that they see someone who has like a faith and, and, um, and, and, you know, and morals that he's trying to upkeep. So they respected that, you know, and as I, as I continue to grow, um, we were all, you know, we're just kids who like to play video games and do this and have fun and we never had girlfriends we never had any of these things and and we were that was just the people i grew up with and obviously that changed as we as we as we've grown and you know some of them drink but they don't let me drink and whenever they ask if i want to drink i tell them no i don't drink they respect it right away you know they don't push me or anything like that and that's why alhamdulillah I I'm, I'm appreciative of the friends i had you know even though they all weren't Muslim, they still had, you know, they respected my, my faith, which made my Iman stronger in a way. So that's something that I'm thankful for. Now, fast forward to my years in, uh, once I started getting really big on YouTube and I started getting uh, introduced to all these different Muslim YouTubers, I started to meet a lot of different Muslim YouTubers and Muslim managers and all these things. And I feel like once I went in that direction, you know, it's still at the same time, I do blame myself. Uh, but I felt like it opened my eyes to these things that my other friends who weren't Muslim had me do. And, you know, when I went touring, there was a lot of things that I did that I, I you know, I repent for it still to this day, you know. When I went touring and and uh, there was just so much stuff around us that, you know, I at the time was like kind of shocked to, to see because that's not what I wanted. You know, when I when I used to tour, I just wanted to have fun with my friends, make people happy around the world, meet our fans and all that. But let's just say a lot of things happen and it's between me and God and inshallah I hope he uh, he forgives me for it inshallah. and and it, it, it just made me think like you know when I see you know some people who are Muslim and they push me in this direction and and I see them doing this and then I myself I'm like 
wait a second, they have all this, God gave them all this money and all this fame and they're doing all this and I've never done it before, then maybe I should just try it, you know, maybe it's not so bad as, as it seems, you know. That was one of the biggest, biggest tests I've had in my life, you know. And, and you know, I, and I regretfully, I tried all these different things and it was not, you know, it wasn't good. But it just let me see, like, I just wanted to know, like, why I, it was like that. Why did I see these um, Muslim people uh, doing things that I've never expected Muslims to do? I expected my other friends who are not Muslim to do, to be honest, mm -hmm. but they never did that because they're, I mean, they were just like, you know, whatever. But uh, it was, it was just interesting you know and and one more scenario my friend who was uh um in the past my friend who was muslim he used to uh he'd take a beer like this and he's like mm -hmm. what would you do if i start to drink beer in front of you mm -hmm. alcohol you know and i yeah. told him you know i thought it was like a trick question so in my mind i was like well you know i had friends who did it in the past so you know and i know people don't like to force upon upon them you know in in my real self, I will tell him not to drink it. But I thought it was a trick question, so I told him I won't do anything. I mean, that's that's between you and God. You know, you have to, you know, make your own decision because I don't want to get in between people because you know sometimes you know people get angry. And he's like, no, you should tell me not to drink it. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Please, you have to stop me. Promise me you'll stop me. And I was like, wow, okay, perfect. Because I was going to do that originally, and 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 since he's pushing me in, th in that direction, that's great. You know, because as friends, when we go into this world, this huge world where many things can try to convince us to do haram, it's good to stick together and keep each other from doing the haram things, you know? You know, go towards our goal and do it halal. So that day came when, I t when he started to drink alcohol and I told him to stop. And I told him, don't do it, right? And uh, once, once I told him that, he, he got uh, really, really angry at me and um, he started to attack me. Mm -hmm. So when, when, when he started to attack me, I just started to notice these things where it's like, what, well, you know, did I do something wrong? You know, like it, it was like a reverse 180. He's like, oh, you have your friends who are all drinking, you know, the non-Muslim friends. But why, why, do you let, why do you tell us to stop? And it was very confusing because he told me to tell him to stop. And from that moment, I saw all of them around me drinking and all these things. And I... Which I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I felt stressed and I had to leave. And that's why I never really toured after that again, you know? So I've had all these different different scenarios in my life. And managers, Muslim managers also, who have wronged us. They stole money from us and, and they tricked us. And, and, and it really upset me because I, I had these Muslim managers because I trusted them, you know? And they stole money. They, they, they lied. And, and it was just, it was a mess. It was a real mess. And I wanted to know, like, you know, your thoughts on that and how can someone uh, get over that? Because sometimes it paints the Muslims for myself in a bad light. May Allah bless you for opening up, Akhi, and sharing all those things. Actually, there are four points that you made. And I'm, number one, you said, you know what? These people are doing it. Look, they're much bigger than me. They're Muslim. And uh, it shouldn't be a big deal for me to do it. Correct? Yeah, yeah. And, the Dawah guys, when they advise you, we have the same concern for the youth. That they yeah, think, you yeah. know what, Kareem Jr. is 100 times better than us in a lot of things. If he's doing it, so it shouldn't be a problem for me. That's, mm -hmm. that's something that is coming out of this conversation. The second is, yes, it's very unfortunate. There are people with the name Muslim and they have 
come up with their intention, sharing that we used to make Islamic content just for the views and to just get the Muslim audience. And when you have the wrong environment, I know it's very difficult. I will share my story as well. I used to study in a university and I had Muslim friends, but they were not really proper Muslim in terms of they had girlfriends, they were not drinking, but I was not drinking. Even though I was involved in Dawah, I'm telling you, I was, I think, uh, 20 or 21, uh, maybe 20. I was involved in Dawah, making YouTube videos. Alhamdulillah, never had a girlfriend. I've never drink, never been to any club whatsoever. Alhamdulillah, from my childhood, it's not there was no choice. In fact, my classmate used to tell me that you are protecting yourself sexually is because you care about your body. I was in yeah. good position. So that was their concern. And one day, in the mall, every one of them, they went out with their girlfriends, having ice creams and choosing clothes for themselves. And I was just sitting there and I was reflecting. I thought having girlfriend is part of life and it's needed. It's some element of life. I should have it. There has to be something wrong with me that I don't have a girlfriend. I was questioning myself. Uh, as a man, as uh, Alhamdulillah, I had everything. I, I was in terms of money and everything better than a lot of them. I had my own personal car and all those things. But yet I was questioning, you know what? I have everything and look at them. But then I came back home and I reflected, no, I, I read the Quran. I read the Quran, SubhanAllah, in Surah Nas. There's eyes telling you, there's one miracle about the Quran that if you go to Quran to a, with a certain problem, the Quran speaks to you in, in return. And the Quran says that, you know, women are tests for men. And I actually repented. But the point I want to make is, Coming out clean out of such environment that you were, actually you should be given a Nobel Prize. It's a really, really difficult, I'm telling you. Mm. Even there's a hadith of Rasulullah wasallam. it says that the deen of your friends is your deen. Not religion, there's a difference between religion and deen. Religion is just a set of codes and rules and regulation, but deen means the way of life. You are Arab, you know better than me actually in this part. <laughs> actually, it's a way of life, consists of everything that we do. If you're following wrong friends, their deen will be your deen. Their way of life will be your way of life. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is what the Prophet has said. And this is true because if you have wrong friends, and today research and uh, sociology and all those people are telling us that 85% people who are in prison, who have killed somebody, they have robbed, the main people behind that is their friends and the environment. Not like suddenly they wake up, you know what, I want to kill somebody. No, they were friends and there were a lot of events that happened which led to that particular event. So I understand how difficult it is to have friends. And then I also understand how difficult it is to have somebody who is, um, you know, Muslim, having a very good Muslim name, a good Muslim image on the internet, on the social media, and he's doing all sorts of things. It's very painful. Uh, and it's, you know, when we, mature we understand that that's not correct what they're doing but initial stage we think that's actually part of that celebrity culture part of this life and part of i haven't been to america and i know situation uh, life for muslims in america is not just the way it is in the for muslim in the europe in the uk another part of the world uh, i know it's completely different uh, things are different there um, but i understand how difficult it is for the wrong friends and then leave them and come to the right path but i will tell you something i'm not here to praise you in front of you but i've said this many places as well i have seen your friends and i since they're majority of them public figures mashallah i can say that you were the person and Sheikh, you too, 
You were the two people that we could count on if you wanted to advise certain brothers. I was planning to reach you if you can advise him. You know, you were our source kind of thing, you know. Uh, and this is Alhamdulillah, and I'm very happy, mashallah, that you could come out uh, from those toxic environments in terms of religion and morality. Uh, and mashallah, today you can see that what you have been through. Thank you. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, like, what it, what would you do? Like, what's what's your advice on, you know, if someone accuses you of something that you have not done, and they uh, they speak on it, and you know, and 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 they bring it up in in a, in a way where everybody starts to think that it was something that you've done. And of course, it's something that's haram. You know, if something like let's say someone brings up something haram that you did that is untrue and there's no proof or evidence for it, like how would you go about that? Is if there's any advice on on that and how to avoid that i think the f first thing i can tell you is we need to build our brand in terms of having the personality is actually a brand you know yeah building uh, your personality as a brand the way that people know you know what this person will never do that do you understand that mm -hmm. yeah so if in your personality of holes and people say something oh it could be it's possible then it's difficult to deal with that it's really difficult Mm -hmm. But having, uh, being publicly, you know, open about your life and having certain things uh, done publicly, it's also difficult to deal with certain, uh, such criticism, even though you're not part of it. But I think it's part of being celebrity, being famous, to have people to say all sort of things about you and you've never done that. For example, I will tell you again, I'm sharing my life story just to, you know, connect in a more deeper level. I was accused of converting to Christianity. And oh, wow. I had, and you can say when, and, and you can say people saw me as a path to Jannah, just to you know, mm -hmm. this man has converted to Christianity. It was uh, actually around uh, seven years ago. So, mm -hmm. and how how that happened? Because I was studying the Bible, and it was my office desk on my, in my office. Uh -huh. There was a Bible. Mm -hmm. And I was studying it, and it was for Dawah purposes, for understanding more. And the people yeah. who came in and they saw the Bible said, you must have converted for Christianity. So what happened wow. eventually, he shared the news with other people. You know what? Our teacher whatsoever, he's studying the Bible, he's reading the Bible. And then they connected the dots, of course. You know, he's going here, he's coming here, he's doing charity work, he's doing that work. There has to be some other you know, flimsy reason behind it. And people came into my office and saying that you have converted Christianity. I said, Subhanallah, you know when? And they had all evidence. And the whole city, actually, the media took that even. And wow. I said, No, I've never turned to Christianity. This Bible is here just for study. It doesn't mean I have a Bible in my room that I've converted to Christianity. Yes, that's actually part of it. But I think the best advice that I can give is that we can build the personality, the brand that people, even they attack, other people completely reject it. Bro, you're wrong. That's right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think there was a saying Muhammad salam, used to say um, about lies that have no legs or something like that. I, I forget the, the, the statement, but it was a really good one uh, that he said about if you're not sure or if you don't know, then it's better you say nothing at all. You know, if you're going to. Yeah, of course, there's, there's a hadith that, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's enough for the hypocrite just to co copy and paste without uh, testing, uh, checking the matter. And accusing someone is actually a major sin of something, even if the person has committed a sin. And you know, because of this sin, other people not be affected. And there's no khair coming out of it. 
there's no need for you to talk about it. Wallahi, there's no need. There's no khair coming out of talking about other people's sin. And the second hadith I can share with you that if you cover other people's sin, Allah will cover your sin. And I'm telling you, yeah. this is very important and people should do that. What happens sometimes, we try to focus on other people, we forget our own self, who we mm -hmm. are and what we're doing. I was speaking to certain ex-Muslims back in 2018 and uh, 17. Mm -hmm. And you know, these some of the ex-Muslims, they have really, um, you can say not really appreciable uh, manners and attitude towards the Muslim. They are very emotional. And I was dealing with them. One day, wallahi, I noticed that I've changed my own personality. And I'm speaking to them the way they are speaking to me. And I stop it immediately. Sometimes it's not like for us, in order to save other people, you shouldn't be losing yourself. I'm telling all majority of Dawah brothers, you shouldn't be the path to Jannah for other people. And you fail in Jahannam because your pillars are not strong enough. So it's wow. very important. We are not here to save others. We are here, first of all, to save ourselves in terms of Akhirah. And then we can reach to other people. And that philosophy is also applied on airplane. You know, every airplane will tell you in lack of oxygen. First, attend to yourself before you attend your children. You know, this is, this is a policy That's even a there. Yeah, yeah. So if you can't take care of your own morality and you're doing all sorts of things and you can't and you can't take care of your own iman and sincerity then akhi the best is that you shouldn't worry about other people you have enough worries about yourself and you should focus on that yeah yeah that's that's very very true very important that we sometimes we also like uh, we notice ourselves you know taking shape of the other people to try to get to them to so they could listen to us we tried to be like them so this way we could go down to their level so they could kind of see because you know sometimes if you talk to them in uh you know for you know everybody has a different level you have to meet them at so if you talk to them in a certain way they might feel like oh why is he talking down on me why does he think he's better than me you know like that's one of the biggest things that people always say especially when you're trying to just like help them or guide them um do you think you're better than me like you know just let me do what i want you know i know what i'm doing and that's a, that's a really big one and sometimes it's hard to to maneuver around yeah it is it is actually it's, it's very important to uh speak to people and uh in, in best of manners in this ayah in the quran as well that woman who is better in speech than the one who's in writing is also saying and surah nihal uh, that you, when you are speaking to other people, you should speak in the best of manners. And there's a had, uh, saying of Ali ibn Talib that when you are speaking to other people, speak the way you are speaking to your own mother. So it's very important that we speak to them in the most kind manners. And of course, what you said is completely applied in a different situation. But in terms of dawah, we should speak to them not like we are the most uh, noble people and you are the sinners and the dirtiest person on earth. And that's why I have this duty upon me from God that I should speak to you. No, there's no such thing that. The Quran says, that we are only there to give them the message up to them, that what they do, we are not a taskmaster. We are not someone to hold them accountable for something. No, we are just there to remind them. And that's their job, what they do with their life. Yeah, that's right. There was a hadith, right, where uh, Muhammad said, uh, he said, like, you know, you tell them three times, once, twice, and three, times and then after the third time if they don't listen you did you did your part right you don't you don't have to push it i have, I have not uh, actually read this hadith there, maybe I'll there's try, a hadith yeah i'll try to yeah. look it up because I, I i think i i've i've um i've read something like this actually but, uh, the hadith is that you have maybe when I'm, you see yes yeah, when you see uh for example a fitna 
you, you should correct it with three ways. Number one, with your mouth, meaning that it rise them. Number two is with your hands. The hands doesn't mean beat them up. No, there are certain other things, okay? For example, if they are, if they are doing, they're buying alcohol with your money, stop your money. Don't give them, right? And the last is that you can only, uh, if you can't do anything, just keep the distance from them. You know, in the heart, keep the distance from them. That's the lowest demand. We should do something. The beating and using power is, is the hand of authority, not the hand of normal Muslim. This is very clear, okay? Just yeah. going out and doing all sorts of things, this one, that's not your job. It's a job of authority. What's your job? Advising. If that was the case, then the Sahaba would, take, would have taken a lot of matters to their hand. And there would be no need for people to take them to the court and let the judge and the Qadi decide about the matters. They would decide everything because they had the knowledge, they had the Iman, they had the Prophet around them. No, they never did that. Yeah, yeah. That's good that you cleared it up because that's, that's a really big one too. Like a lot of people always bring that up. Like why does it say you could beat your wife or all these things? And people don't understand that it doesn't, it doesn't mean that. You know, it, it means like, you know, just like, you know, just like leaving, uh, you know, like you said, basically. Having just yeah, the actually, hand of authority. I, I have, actually, I have a video about uh, beating the wife. Uh, this yeah. is something, it's very clear. The, mm -hmm. Our Prophet never hit a woman. So, exactly. And there's no yeah. such thing. Uh, we can't drive any hadith from that. There's a different explanation. What people do is they just follow the explanation of some lay people and then they say, you know what, this is what it is. And unfortunately, most of the time people are using Islam for their own personal benefits. And mostly the knowledge coming from the men and most of men, I understand, not only from the Muslims, even the non-Muslim. You know, the recent survey pandemic, the domestic violence increased 45%. So not in the Muslim countries, actually Western countries. And yeah. since the knowledge is coming from them, explanation coming from them, and they're the one beating, so how can he contradict himself? He has to say, you know, this from the Quran. So yeah. actually, this is the point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So what do you think about the community now? Uh, like with, uh, with YouTube and... Uh, I, because I feel like right now the kind of the Islamic community or maybe the Muslim community kind of died down. I've noticed like, you know... It's not as strong as it used to be. I, I feel like it used to be really strong around 2016, 2017, maybe 2018, where there was a lot of content, a lot of Islamic content, um, you know, debates and, and whatnot. Now I feel it's very, it's shrunk to a very small amount. Uh, what, what do you think about that? No, actually, I have opposite opinion of that. Islam, the Muslim community has grown stronger if you look at it in America, in the UK, and other parts of the world. Uh, and the most people who are online, uh, Muslims, the number are really increasing, the Muslim YouTube channels, the debates and everything. I feel sometimes, you know, when we, uh, especially on social media, connect with certain things, then we, we always get the recommendation, notification of all of those things. So that's why we completely forget about what's happening. But I can tell you before, uh, when we used to debate uh, atheists and non-Muslim, and there were a lot of comments from coming from the ex-Muslims and non-Muslims and atheists, and we didn't have enough online people, the Muslims, to reply those comments, and today they are the one running away. I'm telling you, I, I'm in contact with brothers, they want to debate, but there's no one from non-Muslim community coming and debating them. They want to debate. Even though I was sitting with Subhur Ahmad in the car and say, bro, has anyone debate me, you know? Can you arrange a debate? 
So yeah. it's coming with the presence of mashallah Muhammad Hijab and other brothers. The Muslim communities, particularly the migrations, actually, which happened 10 years ago, the kids are grown up now. You know, everyone's a children. They're online and they're, they're with online education, especially with these uh, institutes, online trainings. I think the community is growing stronger. And mashallah, they have very strong position in politics. They have strong position and big decisions. Um, and same goes for Muslim countries. The GBTV, a lot of Muslim countries increase. They're standing on their own feet. Uh, I think it's actually opposite. Okay. You know, you're right, because I've noticed maybe the recommendations have changed. YouTube's algorithm has changed tremendously, and it doesn't show as much. But if you actively go look for it, I, yeah, then I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm betting there's, there's still a lot. So that's, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, so are you going to continue making uh, YouTube content or not? Because I think we need someone like you on YouTube. <laughs> no, exactly. Actually, I have, uh, I would say something based on my life experience. Yeah. If people are coming to YouTube to make money, it's a completely wrong platform. Mm. And making yourself, your morality, your family, the content is completely wrong. Trust mm -hmm. you can do a lot of things in order to make content, uh, even to get the revenue from that. But it shouldn't be your life, your family, or your morality and your religion. It shouldn't mm -hmm. be your values. You can do something else. So me uh, not being active on YouTube, uh, Alhamdulillah, uh, people can actually see that it's very little, but I had, I had much bigger effect on other parts than being on YouTube. In terms of even in terms of revenue, I was able to come up with certain platforms, which you are one of the target to market the platform and, you know, grow on actually, it could be million dollars idea, it could grow to 5 million, 10 million, it's a big deal. But me coming back to YouTube, yes, I will come back to YouTube, no problem. I'm planning to move from UK, from Germany to UK, because the brothers are there, it's an English country. In Germany, we only speak German, and if we speak that, I think only a few people understand in Germany, in Austria, in New Zealand, no, Switzerland. So there are few countries. I'm planning to come back, but my content will not be uh, what it used to be. It will be to guide the youth of course and also to show them what they can do with their life in terms of business in terms of management and some of the strategies that's beautiful uh, in a way what they can do uh, i have really been actually needed. yesterday yeah. I, I had a lecture with al-bukhari university explaining to them the 10 uh, steps of ceo mindsets what they can do and i'm, mm -hmm. I'm focusing on that area as well uh, islamic dawah of course it would be there but I think we should uh, change, we should grow it. I think it's enough attacking each other, making videos about each other. Uh, and also it's enough from the brothers uh, from your side. They should keep on using the Muslims as their you know, base uh, ground to grow and grow to a much bigger audience. That's true. And also it's enough for them to committing sins publicly. I'm not saying that everybody, and uh, people are sinless. No, we all commit sins. But the sins are private and public. Uh, you know, I would not like to call people what they have done on social media and what they're doing right now. But what I'm saying is we should grow, we should mature in terms of being Muslim, in terms of being human being, in terms of protecting our children. And the policy that I can advise you even change it in terms of content. It shouldn't be actually you, you, you know, it should be what you do. For example, you're offering trainings, you're offering workshops, you're talking about companies, you're doing product reviews, tech reviews, whatsoever. What you yeah. do not, you don't understand that? Then it shouldn't be your family, it shouldn't be your morality. 
yes, of course, you can make a video about what you did, uh, about your religion, your faith, asking people what you think about Islam in the New York. Actually, you were the first person who motivated the Muslim YouTuber who are on YouTube today to come online. Yeah. You know, you were the first person. They, they were uh, honestly we used to get ideas from you like yeah. okay kareem has done this video what we can do so it was something like that and you can say i started youtube uh, it, it was subur who pushed me but starting it learning the methodologies and strategies i learned it from you guys you know following your youtube channel okay they have done this let me do this for example you did a video i remember um take and an un-Muslim friend, you took him for one day to oh, yeah. fast and all those fast Ramadan and I spoke to, to Yeah, I know people in America are very open-minded and they want to do yeah. so, uh, things, they're okay. But I spoke to a German guy, he was like, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's okay, fine. So, trying to say is, we used to get ideas from you. So, if you can continue that, and I'm not saying you shouldn't make content, but what I'm trying to say is that you should change it. It shouldn't be yeah. you. Kareem is funny, it shouldn't be the content. Do you understand that? Yes, it yes, should, yes. It should be like what Kareem is doing. That should be the content. Yeah. I mean, there are millions of things I know you can do. You, and I know the market, you can even grow to that area. If you're the only product, it's very difficult to grow. But yeah. I mean, in terms of business, I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. So no, if like, you're not like the only product, talking. you yeah. can grow a lot. And you have potential to grow. You have audience to grow. And I, it's... I think you should have thought about it like five years ago to change yeah. it, you know, change the direction. But Believe I still me, have man. time. I, I wish I had someone to tell me because uh, I, I, my mind, you know, I'm a very creative guy. I don't know if you know, I used to do theater and and uh, uh, I acted and I, I you know, I've, I've done a lot of uh, TV shows. I don't know if you watched the show uh, Blue Bloods. They had me play a Muslim character on the show and I was in the mosque and everything like that. So I used to do a lot of these things and, and I still enjoy it and I still do it on a smaller scale because now YouTube is my main my main source mm -hmm. so uh, you're right I mean I wish I kind of like had someone to kind of guide my guide me in a way because um, you know my father he didn't really enjoy most of my things at first you know like he didn't like me mm -hmm. dressing up or doing this or doing that you know I don't do that anymore but but um, I had to convince him I had to convince him that you know what I'm doing is you know is beneficial not only for us, you know, because I help my family with the with the revenue that I make, but also, you know, for the for the for the youth and for the people. Um, and when he started seeing the the fans contact him and telling him how much that I helped them with, you know, the funny videos to forget their problems and stuff, and and how other people are like, oh, you know, when I watched his videos, I, I kind of started looking into Islam a little bit more because I didn't I didn't know that he was Muslim. He seemed very Americanized, and that's cool that he's also Muslim. So when he started seeing that, then he started, you know, very slowly accepting what I do on on YouTube, and and it took time, but I didn't have that. That, that person that could kind of guide me, be like, oh, maybe you should do this, you know, because, you know, I'm a very creative guy, uh, but when my mind is on one direction, it keeps going in that one direction, but I, if someone could just tell me, like, well, maybe you could try it this way, this is a different way, this is a, a way you could do it, and I'd love to try these different ways, you know, because, like you said, there's so many different ways, so many different ways. Um, it, sometimes, uh, you know, people tell me, like, oh, you made a big mistake um, making content about Muslims, you know, like, uh, you made a huge mistake starting that, you know, or being, you know, a, a YouTuber for Muslims or something like that. But looking back on it, I don't regret it at all, you know, because, yes, I know, like, I, I do regret some of the, you know, mixing of two, like, mm -hmm. content that just doesn't belong there and stuff like that. But I, I, I thought about it this way, you know, like, if I 
you know, bad the shot and God, you know, give us life, inshallah. And you know, let's say I pass away, you know, what what am I gonna leave for the for the for the people who are gonna be here for many many years? Mm -hmm. You know, like what 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 did what impact did I make on the world that when I'm gone, it would still you know resonate with people and they'll still remember my name and what I tried to do. So like for instance, the video with the hijab, the girl walking with the hijab. Mm -hmm. That video is going to be there forever. As long as there is yes. technology and internet or whatever, it's going to be there long after I'm gone. People might mm -hmm. watch it and see like, oh, this is how New York used to be. Oh, look at the examples and stuff like this. You know, all this content is going to be there forever. So what I want to make something that is embarrassing and have it stay forever on the internet and maybe affect my children and affect my children's children, you know, that's something that can go on forever. Or something good that can, you know, help people or, you know, and, and something to be proud of, you know. So I started all these. That's why I took also a long break off of YouTube for a while, you know, because I wanted to really get my mind into this. And I, and I really wanted to push myself. And I took a trip to Egypt. I had a really bad depression moment. I was like not even caring about Islam anymore. I just wanted to leave everything. So I had to have all these moments. I had to go to Egypt, meet all my family, go back to square one you know reset my mind and and kind of like have you know see how islam is in its in its in its purity because my family they're all muslims they all wear hijab and all this and and it's just i needed that i needed that peace in my life so i went there and alhamdulillah it, it it was the best decision i made and um you know coming back now you know i i did, i had i had a, a girlfriend but i i talked to her and I was like, you know, I don't want to do this girlfriend-boyfriend thing, you know. Okay. And I hope it's not too fast, you know, but I would like to marry you, you know. So, to my surprise, you know, she accepted. And, you know, my parents accepted. And her parents accepted. And everything behind the scenes, we did it. We had the, you know, the nikah in Egypt because she met me in Egypt. And she met my parents and my father and my, you know, my mom. And I was very, very happy. I was, I was really happy that we ended up getting married together. And uh, and now that's a step that I'm trying to prove to myself and to God that, you know, I want to start taking the right paths. You know, I don't want to keep going down this road that's destructive for me uh, because I, I, I want to I want to be a man. I want to have a family and I want to be a good role model for my family. Inshallah, may God bless me with a with a family. Inshallah. So it's like so I made that decision. My parents were happy. I was happy. And now I'm finally married. Alhamdulillah. And that was half my dean that I completed you know I'm on on, on, the, on that path and I feel much more happier I feel much more complete and it's also less of a headache you know because you don't have to work hard for the girlfriend and buy this or this or what is she doing now now she's my wife I know she loves me and it's, Actually, it's you and I love work, her you should work more hard now and because I, no it's 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 that's true <laughs> that's yeah. very true I do work much harder but it's it's less of a headache because I enjoy working that hard you know, when mm -hmm. it was for a girlfriend who's different, you know, it's like it, it, you're in a mindset like, oh, you know, she's not really mine, you know, like, so it's, it's like, like you were it, sitting in a taxi. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but now it's like you're doing it out of love. So that's why there's no headache. I can work as hard as I have to for her because mm -hmm. I know she'll do the same for me. Alhamdulillah. You know, and, and that was just the, the one of the major things I did. You know, I used to always. Believe it or not, I, I, I did in, uh, uh, um, convince a lot of people to do Islamic videos in the, in the past. I started in 2009 with my videos before a lot of people did. And I was doing a lot of crazy videos, but at the same time, also videos about my faith. Um, 
I also convinced people like because I was the very first one who was very public about his relationships uh, and mm -hmm. you know I would talk about my girlfriends or meeting this girl having this girl and that was a major problem I, I, I was the very first one to do that and I, I and I admit fault for that because I've noticed a lot of people started doing that after me and and they and they mm -hmm. they they started taking that thing which I kind of regret because you know it's not something to be proud of you know like I always think of it this way you know these girls need respect you know and it's not about numbers we can't like oh I have this many girlfriends and I've had this and this and this and you have all these videos of all these girls and now you see all the other youtubers doing the same thing because I remember that sometimes they'll be like oh no if my parents see me with a girl they'll they'll kill me I, I can't do what you're doing how do you do it you're so lucky and stuff like that and I didn't enjoy that and I really regretted it but I, I believe me though even though I would have videos of girlfriends behind the scenes, I would try my best to marry them. Like I, I and nobody knows this. This is the first time I'm, I'm telling uh, anybody this. It's actually it's our fault, you know. It's men yeah. who are supposed to be the leader of the community and uh, setting norms for the other people, you know. Mm -hmm. People, if we would say, look, you know what? I would never have want to have a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in marrying you. I want to talk to your father, talk to you. Uh, let's sit and talk if mm -hmm. we have the options no you can be my girlfriend of course some of them they don't want to marry same goes to men that's okay yeah, this yeah, is a right. equal responsibility for females and as well as for males females shouldn't allow that men shouldn't allow that so we you're can right. form a good community and you're right you know one day uh i know you have suffered meeting your father and you were you were used to be away from him i don't know if you're together united or not and i was still trying inshallah to bring him here inshallah. Yeah. And you visit your father after seven years, eight years ago, right? Yeah, it was uh, more than 10 years, yeah. More than 10 years. Yeah. And then, first visit, you had camera vlogging right there. Yeah. That was something that made me reflect. This is a, there are two movements. One you want to capture and one you want to enjoy. So yeah. in one hand, he has to please the audience. You know what I'm... I am meeting my father and I have to make content so you can see it. And I can see your father couldn't embrace you with all the love and emotion because there was a camera right on his face. Yeah, but you know, I, 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 was, I was... I'm coming to the point here. What I'm yeah. trying to say is, if we can really do that, if we can differentiate our content from our daily life experience, if yeah. that's a father or brother or wife, it will be great and you could be happy. And the second point that you made, we should not make people forget their problems, but we should be solutions for their problems. Giving them advice, mm -hmm. finding them financial solutions. It could be advice about their company. It could be anything about their life. But right, forgetting yeah. is not the answer, right? And coming to Islamic content, even though you have videos which you are not proud of, and I'm sure you cannot show to your kids, your father did this, and that's why you should be proud of it. No, I'm sure you're yeah. not going to do that. Even though you have those videos, but yet I think your videos, your content has benefited the Muslim community, that your content has benefited the non-Muslim community, people have watched it. You have motivated people to come online, make videos. If we look at it like the balance, I think the balance of the goodness is much bigger than the balance of negativity that might have been caused by your videos. And you shouldn't regret it, and you should be proud of it. And I'm personally proud of it, and I'm thanking you for doing that. Because yeah. I, I know 2009, I cannot name a single Muslim YouTuber who prayed in public, and people didn't know. Today, everybody knows Muslims, who Muslims are. They're praying, and all the, they didn't know. You were the first person 
and your friends that showed to the public that that's how we pray. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. That's, that's that's very true. And I also I I, I also agree with you with uh, with the camera with my dad. I, I do want to explain that. I, I don't know if you notice this, but I don't like vlogging. I like being I like being very personal. Uh, vlogging was just something that you know it's it's part of the business, and they they push us towards that because it's just very easy to make you know content daily yes, that's yes. based on your life. You know, um, but that day uh, I I did I wasn't holding the camera. I gave it to my mom. And I let her mm -hmm. hold it, you know, and she was she didn't know how to hold it or whatnot because I wanted to embrace my dad with a full hug, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like it's between a rock and a hard place. It's bitter because I had to hold that camera, but at the same time, it's sweet because I get to relive that moment every day and see me and my dad hugging, which is a beautiful thing that I'm it's going to be there forever for me to see, you know. And I think that video motivated my younger brother because he was afraid to come to Egypt because, you know, he thought it was very strict and, and also flying. He has a fear of flying. But when he saw that video of me and my father embracing, I didn't have to say anything. It convinced him that he is going to fly to Egypt no matter what to also see his dad because he's very young. He hasn't seen my dad. He was born, you know, a very young age. And when my dad got uh, deported from America, he didn't get to, uh, you know, see, you know, my father didn't get to see him grow into his teenage years and all these. So you're right, you know, but I would have to say uh, we meet halfway there because I feel like it's as much as I don't really like blogging, but sometimes there's some moments that I think are. I know, I know. It, it, right. it, it's part of the business. Uh, I mean, yeah. we went to uh, a province in, in, in Afghanistan and we had to yeah. vlog the whole trip yeah. uh, for one reason. Because people see your work online and they think that the work online is not really effective. So we vlog, so because we're gonna meet the minister, we're gonna meet the governor, we everybody gonna come and welcome us. So we wanted to show that. So just so the bigger community, you know what? You see your work online is effective. As you can see, we are meeting the ministers, we are meeting the governor. Today I'm on, on this TV, tomorrow I'm this TV. Do you understand that? I know it's yeah. part of the business and you do it. But what I was uh, actually reflect, uh, reflecting on that time, human being, they will remember and they will enjoy it the moment how they felt right there. Not like what HD quality video, 4K or 8K video they have from that movement. No, how we personally felt. I mean, what, what I'm trying to say is, if you can, I, I'm going to help you with that, no problem. I, we can be in contact. And if you can basically change the content, and, mm -hmm. you know, it shouldn't be Karim is funny. Therefore, I'm watching his videos and I'm his subscriber. What if yeah. one day you're not funny anymore? You have a you know, child and your child yeah. is suffering or something and you're not funny anymore. So the channel should die? No. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, now I, I don't know if you noticed, like, uh, my main channel is, uh, is more about helping people now. And I like making short films. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to become, like, you know, make my own, like, film production company. That's what I've been doing behind the scenes, you know, like, filming content for corporate, filming, you know, content for real estate and houses and stuff like this, and also making my own films. So that's what I've been really investing in. Uh, and in, in my latest videos, you see me helping people. Like, um, you know, I pull pranks here and there sometimes, you know, to see how it does with the audience. But believe it or not, my audience now loves seeing me help people in public, uh, listening to stories of people and talking. So I have a new video that's coming out, inshallah, maybe this week or next week, where I met a really incredible guy who's like giving out masks for free. He's not selling it. So I, I talked to him about his story and stuff like that. And I surprised him at the end. So those mainly are my videos now. I, I, I feel like, I you know, I can be funny, but I feel like mm -hmm. I'm not as funny as I used to be because I, 
because I, I just don't know how, like my comedy is like, it needs work. <laughs> you know, I just don't know how someone you know can be funny and uh, and also be uh, dramatic. I want to make dramatic content like movies and film and stuff like that, telling stories, stories that transcend time. You know that that will be there forever. Uh, being funny is very very hard i mean i'm pretty sure like you you know it's very hard because it's very risky nowadays not now i mean now it's like you have to be very careful what you say and at the same yeah, time what's funny now is not going to be funny yeah. like you know a year yes. from now and uh, it's going to be what, what, what's it. funny it's not funny anymore today so it's it's very it's difficult. true it's very fast it's yeah. very difficult industry and you know why you you said it's very difficult to be funny because you used to say things you used to jump you used to do things but you can't do it even if you want it your yeah. age doesn't allow it. Your maturity doesn't allow it. You know, your family doesn't allow it. You're a married man now. You're going to have children. And a lot of things are coming in. So that's why we should uh, also, you know, change certain things because of that. I have certain questions. If you allow me, I can ask them. You know? Of course. Of course. Ask me whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, my, my question is, you have certain content online. Mm -hmm. When you're posting them, what like are you afraid of the muslim community in their reaction that what they would say and how they would react um so that's a really good question uh it depends it depends on you know on what the content is you know if mm -hmm. i would never ever make a content attacking muslims or saying bad things about them because if i do then i should fear uh that but mm -hmm. like at the same time it's like i don't ever like attacking uh, a certain person I just like to respond and react to what happens to me you know like mm -hmm. I feel like uh, I would get a lot of criticism from the Muslim community and their criticism is very harsh because I hold them at a high regard you know Muslims are like brothers and sisters to me you know like if your older brother is telling you you're not a Muslim what is this you know stuff for Allah you know do this do that put your wife in a hijab it hurts you know and I know I'm supposed to develop a thick skin I've been on the internet for a while and I have developed that thick skin it hurts and sometimes I wouldn't fear um, what uh, their reaction would be but I, I I would be upset what what the reaction would be if I did something that uh, that was you know kind of against the community or something like that but at the same time it's like one thing I fear is Allah you know that's that's the major thing that I fear Alhamdulillah, but, it, 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 but it's like, I don't fear other Muslims, I just fear um, Allah and I only get, you know, I only get upset, I'm, I'm just weary, that's the word, you know, I get weary mm -hmm. of how the response is going to be, but if it's an artistic choice, you know, because at mm -hmm. the end of the day, I'm also an artist and I, and I look at things in a certain way, you know, when I, the art I make doesn't, you know, doesn't really represent who I am in, in my personal life you know like I, I live you know I try to be as honest as possible like with you and on the internet and I think sometimes that can be a problem but as you see I try to be as honest as possible if it's an artistic choice I really don't mind what they're gonna say or what they think because at the same at the same day it's like it can be you know something uh, that that can be beneficial in the future we never know but if it was something against or attacked I, of course I would listen and, and, and take what they have to say but I don't fear no Okay, that's, thank you so much for answering that. Yeah. You said artistic choice. I mean, yeah. now being the artist, are you on YouTube for reason to, uh, like, when you're creating content, what is the drive behind? Okay, for example, 
you're doing the same thing, so I understand that. That's why I'm asking this question. When you're clicking that upload button, is it the revenue? Is it the like the art or the view? I mean, which one is pushing more? Okay, so that's a that's a that's a very good question. I mean, I could ask we could ask that question to anybody. What's the reason we get up in the morning? You know, why do we have a house? How do we get that house? How do we feed our family? Everything we do in our life is to make mm -hmm. money because we need we have people to support and the way we choose to take that route varies you know for me the first thing that that really pushes me because when i started youtube i was mm -hmm. not making a penny you know i was doing it purely for the fun and for the art mm -hmm. um but now it's i would say it's all of them because if i only choose the revenue then I could go and do the biggest trend and do the craziest thing and just do a vlog daily and I'll make the most money. But I'm not doing that. If it's the art, then I would make some crazy artistic film that no one will really understand, but if it, it, it fulfills me like artistically, but at the same time, it's not gonna go anywhere and it might make people be like, what, what is this, you know? So it's a balance that I have to find. You know, I need to make that revenue, but how can I also make content that feels fulfilling for me, not embarrassing, where I could reach the most amount of people, you know? And at the same time, get paid for it because I have to sustain my life. I have to sustain my family and where I live and stuff like that. So I have to find that balance. And, and the one thing that really, truly does pull all of that is what makes me happy. What makes me happy and, and, and how I go about it. And but that's do, the major do you thing. Think yeah. Social media is the right place for search for happiness because I know it's, uh, you have to compete a lot of people, you have to beat yep. the algorithm, to feed the beast. And there are a lot of things going on people don't understand behind the scene. When you're right. supposed to think, okay, what's going on? Why it's not moving? Why it's not supposed to be you know, viral? Why is not? So do you think it's the right place to search for happiness and, and you know, tr at least try to be happy here? Do you think it's the right place? It's not for everybody. You know, I'm an actor. I've been acting uh, since the sixth grade, doing Shakespeare and, and just performing. Uh, for me, like performing is like taking a breath of air. Being creative is like breathing to me, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but for other people who are getting into YouTube just for that, just to feel like, oh, this is going to make me happy and stuff like that, then that's not a good choice. It's not for everybody. You know, I see a lot of people going into YouTube trying to emulate or copy someone else. It, it's not for you. You have to, if you're an artist and you, and you want an outlet to express yourself, YouTube can be a great way. The reason why I say it makes me happy is because I'm able to share my, my content. I'm able to share my art. But I'm not happy because of like, oh, the numbers and this and that. If you notice, I'm not really active in social media that much either. Like, uh, like I do have an Instagram, I do have a Twitter, but if it weren't for the business, and for like the sponsors and everything that required to have those things, I wouldn't have them. I never liked Instagram, never liked Twitter. I really didn't activate on them. I just, I have them only for the business reasons to be like, here's my, you know, my, my following. This is what we can do. This is the package we could provide. It's all for the business. But at the same time, I think you are hitting a point that's very important. Social media will never bring anyone happiness. I don't care who it is. It will never bring anybody happiness because you're always going to find someone living a better life than you, which you think is living a better life than you because you don't know what's actually going behind the scenes. So we become yeah. our own enemies. Like, oh, yeah. he's living what I want to do. He's doing what I want to do. He has all this money. He has this nice car. Oh, look what he's doing. But recently, I, I don't know if you know Dan Belzerian. He was like, mm -hmm. uh, he has a big beard. He's like muscular guy. And he is like living the life with all these women and, and, and cars and money. And it turned out he was faking it all. He just got exposed like a week ago. 
So I, I read an article actually. That I'm yeah. paying a company. They're sending me the news every week from the top companies. What's going on? Yeah. Fifty million. Somebody lost it. Was faking and everything. Is it that that? So, so no, he lost fifty million. He lost fifty million last year. Same man. Oh, fifty million dollars. Yeah. He's he lost yeah. that much money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it turned out he got the money from his father and he didn't get it from like playing poker. It was just all fake. He created a lifestyle that people thought was real and it wasn't. And you know, a lot of, you know, I know a lot of people who looked up to him and like, oh, I wanna, mm -hmm. I wanna live that life, you know, have that much money where I can just do all this. And, but in reality, that wasn't his life. It was just all fake, all unreal. And, and that's something that people need to understand and also put in their mind. When you see someone, you know, it's just, oh, okay, I'm happy for them. But don't be like, I wish I had that because you don't know what's going on. You don't know their true life. So what you said is correct. Absolutely. That's true. What I'm trying to say is actually if the same advice I'm giving to people, if you have values to offer, you have, you have solutions for the problems, you have something to show to the world, most welcome on YouTube, most welcome on any social media platform. If you're coming searching for happiness, it's completely the wrong place and people are not sharing the the act the real thing that's actually on social media and the struggle yeah. they're going through every day uh, with their fa families mm -hmm. with their, uh, and within their mind and you can't learn more you can't be really creative in other areas because you're mainly focused only in this area yeah, you, yeah. i mean i've never seen a person who is a youtuber in technology in real estate no he's doing only one thing because he can't focus on other things he doesn't have time to read other books because he's only involved in one thing so that's actually the point uh and I, I know, mashallah, you have done great things as well. My question is, you still have certain things online. Do you think that you will one day get rid of them? What I'm trying to say is not go back to the masjid and sit there and just, you know, do the azkar 24-7. No, I'm not advocate of that. What I'm advocate of, that we Muslim, we should have ulama, we should have a duad, we should have artists, and we should have creative people. But whatever they do, they should do it with Islamic principle. You are a businessman, do Islamic principle. You are a creator, do Islamic principle. You are a da'i, follow Quran and Sunnah. It's not like you are a da'i, you are a da'wah guy, then you are above the Quran and Sunnah. No, you still need to follow it. If you are alim, you still need to do that. If you are a politician, you need to do that. If as an artist, as a creator, and you mashallah have a large following, and you still have certain things online, which of course I will not point out, do you think that you will get rid of them and you know, uh, of course, come with ideas that will help, inshallah, the community? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing thing because you know I have contracts and things and and sponsors, and sometimes the sponsors they require you to have the videos up for a, a certain amount of time, and and you know. Sometimes also like MCNs and networks require you to have a certain amount of videos in your library. So it is mm -hmm. an ongoing process that I have where I'm taking down these videos that I'm not really proud of, that I'm very like embarrassing. This I believe me, there's a lot that I take down that nobody knows about that, that, that they haven't seen or forgot about, thankfully. But it's ongoing process and yeah, for sure. But the ones that I'm very proud of, like, you know, the, the very fun ones, the clean ones, of course, I'll keep on. But the ones that are just a little risque, uh, that's... Yeah, that's definitely not going to be a... Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Actually, from the business point of view as well, if you can make content for the Muslim audience, the demographic are huge, to be honest. Trust me. Uh, my yeah. latest company is targeting the Muslim audience. Uh, and of course, I will target the gen general audience. 
uh, I'm not going to talk about it, no, just not here to market something. But the yes. point is, if you can make content for the Muslim audience, it's actually demographic is getting really, really huge because the intent is coming to the Muslim countries. They have a good internet right now. I will give you an example of Dirlish Artul, if you know the Turkish uh, TV series, TV drama, Dirlish Artul. I know some, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah they have it in Urdu. And trust me, they had like, I think, 8 million subscribers in one month. And that was only wow. in Urdu language. But what I'm trying to say is, coming from the product and service and content point of view, if even if you target Muslim audience, not making videos, for example, you know, advising people, no. Even if it's a film, it's something else. But if you have the back of the Muslim audience, trust me, you will be even good off in the business. Yeah, I know. And, and, and I believe that strongly. I believe that strongly. Uh, it's just that I don't want to, sometimes I'll feel like I don't want to slip up, you know, I don't want to slip up and do something wrong because, you know, they're also the very, very critical audience, very, very, very critical sometimes. And, and I, I mean, I love every single viewer that I have and, and, you know, whether they're Muslim or not, uh, at the same time, it's like, that was my mindset. You know, there's like, oh, when we first started this, like, oh, the, the no one is making Islamic content. It's a, it's a huge market, you know, and, and let's tap into that. They, they need entertainment too. They want to laugh too. They want to have fun too. So let's, let's tap into that. And, you know, it's in the business sense, it was great. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like you guys say, it's like, you have to think about it, you know, like what I really want to just go towards that market just for business or you know or is that really going to be my driving factor or do i want to make people feel because honestly one of the major factors for me was that i wanted non-muslims to see that muslims are just like them you know we're not angry people we're not bad people yeah. we're not trying to murder everyone we're not terrorists and that was one of the major major driving factors because we wanted everyone you know like i don't know leonardo dicaprio he one of the major things he became an actor because he wanted to be loved, you know? Um, so for me, it's kind of like similar. I made yeah. all this content because I wanted my faith and, and, and myself to be loved by all these various people, you know? To have all these non-Muslims see, a, you know, a person who's open-minded and accepting and, and also happens to be Muslim, you know? I wanted it to do in that way, not like the faith. And it's, for some people, it came off the wrong way. Like they took like, okay, Muslim... That's the first thing he's wanting us to see, and then it's it's what he does. But I can't do that because I'm not a sheikh, and you know, I'm not very knowledgeable. There's still I'm always learning every day about Islam, new things and whatnot. But I wanted it to be like, okay, this is Kareem. This is what he does. He's an actor, he makes comedy videos, but also makes really motivational videos, and he's also a Muslim. So it's like I want them to see me first, and then find yeah. out I'm a Muslim. It's much more beautiful that way. I think it, it is possible with other faiths because in, in Islam is not why it's not possible because yeah. Islam, as I said earlier, is not just a religion, set of codes, rules, and regulations, it's a way of life. So, when you have other uh, inputs in your way of life, then the Muslim questions why you are doing that. So, because Islam is the only religion that gives you options to and solution for everything that we do, for example, if it's a banking, finance, daily life, family. Mm -hmm. everything so that's the reason when they see certain way you're not doing it islamically then they point out okay you know what you should be doing it if for example you are there for example you you are doing everything but there are certain mistakes they will they, they will ignore it but the there were some big things so that's why they couldn't ignore it uh, of course as i said earlier i would not mention any of the, those things what they were but since you have moved on uh, that's the reason they they call you out and say brother kareem 
Uh, and that was out of love. It was not to hate you. Trust me. Uh, I would mention one name, you know, when there was a Delta issue and I made a video, supported the brothers who were involved in Delta issue. And one of those brother, Adam, he messaged me and has apologized for if I've ever said something that hurts you and all those things. I said, no, brother, you have not hurt me. When, when you did something, I advise you and you, you were in problem, even though there were a lot of controversies, what was the real issue was, whatever it was, you know, different story. Mm -hmm. But if you need anything, you can, of course, reach out to me. And uh, that, that's, that's what the Muslim are. And even today, I'm telling you, Brother Kareem, I know your audience loves you, but if you need something, and even though the people, the Muslim who criticize you and they were against you, trust me, they will be the first people reaching out to you and standing there helping you. That, that's, that's the beauty of the Muslim audience as well. You can say that, trust me. Uh, me, uh, millions of other people, they will stand and say, you know, Brother Karim, we are here for you. And that's, I think, the beauty. And same goes to other audience. We're not saying that non-Muslim are from some aliens, other planets. No, they are our own brothers and sisters. They are our neighbors. They are family. They are relatives. They are classmates. They are teachers. They are business partners. No, we are the one community. It's not like the religion uh, should not make us to differentiate. Religion was not sent to divide. It was sent to unite. That's the reason Allah Subhanahu wa Taala sent only one message to the entire humanity. I have sent you not but mercy and rahmah to the whole humanity. It wasn't only for the Arab. I'm not Arab, but you know, yeah. I follow your 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 religion. <laughs> if you put it in way. it doesn't matter. I mean, people don't even consider me Arab because I'm Egyptian. So it's it's, it's no actually no. This is a different story, but you know. Yeah, but I mean, I have a, I have also a question for you. Like, so what's what's uh, your advice on entertainers who are Muslim? Um, mm -hmm. Should should they avoid anything that has to do with their religion, like any content that has to do with their religion? Are they better off that way, um, or can they kind of like you know maybe show a little bit of that Islamic side, or better just avoid it altogether? Excellent question, by the way. Uh, entertainment in Islam is allowed, no doubt. But while you are entertaining people, you can't lie. You can't make up stories. You can't insult somebody. You can't mock somebody. You can't imitate somebody, uh, no matter who the person is, even Donald Trump. So, you, you know, you can't do that. So I think if you can't do the huge list of things, then what's left to entertain? You know, what's there to include? So, you know, it's because we are living in the world, Entertainment used to be <clears throat> with very something small. Even when I was a child, our parents used to entertain us and we were happy. But today, since there's a, a lot of corruption, we hear everything, it's very difficult to get entertained. It's very difficult. So you have to go to extreme to entertain people. And if you want to go to that extreme, then of course you're going against your religion. So the best is, you know, just to find something else and to do that. And coming to uh, using entertainment as a platform, it's not only difficult for the Muslim, it's even difficult for other community. You have to be politically 100% correct what you say. And it's very difficult because your videos have been watched everywhere and you've said something that that's 100% okay in America, but that's not okay in Brazil. And people take it wrong there. That's not okay somewhere else. So I think entertainment industry is a very difficult industry to even play with. You know, that's number one. Number two, Islamically, you should not include your religion as a part of fun entertainment. There were Sahaba, the companion of the Prophet, who were prank stars in terms of this, the word that we're using. They used to prank the Prophet. 
uh, and do all sort of entertainment things. But entertainment used to be different, even in our childhood. And today, you know, look at entertainment today. It's, it's as combined with all the sexual jokes and explosions and all those things, and has become very difficult. Uh, the other day, I was watching a video. Uh, it was supposed to be entertainment, but it was all sexual. I said, okay. How, yeah. how this you know, you understand that? So that's why I think it's very difficult to be a Muslim and entertainer in terms of you know uh, stand-up comedian all those. But if you are entertained in terms of uh, making a content videos, uh, you can navigate what Islam is saying, what Islam is allowing, what's not allowing, and you can make the content. Okay. Yeah. I mean that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes absolute sense. Um, because entertainment is, 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 is it's it's hard definitely but i think that's what makes it more uh, special because when you really find that sweet spot and achieve in a way where you're entertaining people for ramadan you know ramadan is one of the biggest uh, times yeah. for people where they love entertainment everybody's fasting and they want to watch something and they want to enjoy shows and and all these things and it's like a, a special time for them so i think yeah it's, as much as it's uh, hard i think it's very important too uh but what you said is correct uh, it doesn't have to be sexual you know when i was when i was younger starting youtube of course you know a lot of my content would be sexual because you know i saw other youtubers doing that so it was kind of like an Im imitation art imitating life or whatever you want to call it and i thought that was what gets the most views and stuff like that but i noticed that you know it didn't work for me alhamdulillah it didn't work for me you know I, you know imagine it worked and i was getting so many views and revenue from the beginning starting using all this uh, sexual content um, because at the end of the day, like you guys are correct in that, you know, I wouldn't want, you know, my, my, my sister or my mom or anybody being in that sexual, in the sexual content, uh, that we have, that we see on, on the internet, you know, but, you know, I'm also a very big, you know, reporter of like, um, artistic freedom, you know, like, uh, what you do takes a lot of strength and I admire you for that. And I, I very commend and I commend you for that because, you know, it's something that I feel that it would be very hard for me. You're a very strong man for this because for me, when it's like, I'm watching a movie and the director chooses to have, you know, these actors kiss or whatever. Uh, I look at it in the sense of the story. Did it make sense for the story? Was it part yeah. of this growing arc of the characters? then yes, you know, like, I would accept it. But of course, you know, uh, you know, it would be very hard for me to say, like, you know, oh, no, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do this because that's their artistic choice. But for me, I, 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 I can, ch you know, choose what I want to do for myself. It's very hard for me to kind of tell people, especially when it comes to the art. But if it goes very far, of course, believe me, that <laughs> I won't have anything to do with that because uh, I've seen the, the side. I've, I've, God has given me a taste like mashallah alhamdulillah mm -hmm. he gave me a taste of the the life of traveling and meeting all these people and being loved by all these people and and seeing where it could lead you and being surrounded by by women and 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 women much older than me and i've lived a lot you know i've i've i've, I've lived a, a lot beyond my years so to say in those days uh mm -hmm. because you know Allah was like okay this is what you want well here's a taste and I and I tasted it and it was very bitter very bitter and it was not something that I wanted to to continue you know I didn't want to continue that life because I know it's it's gonna lead to a depressing road it's gonna be a very depressing one at the end because you feel like you become empty an empty shell um, so alhamdulillah that that's how it turned out I'm still thankful for the experience and I don't regret it because it led me to that uh, you know 
that thing and i you know I, sometimes also like uh subhanallah like right now it's like we're all forced to stay home because of the quarantine and and the the virus so it makes us reflect like what are the more important things in life we have a lot of things in our life that are that are now going on and and, and it, it brought it it's like a reset for the world it's like a reset for life this 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 whole virus to make us think about what's important again you know you can't go out and have fun like you used to you can't be close to someone like you used to so what's left you know what, what what's the things that are in your life that you can still hold dear to yourself and still feel like you're alive and, and, it, and, it, and it brings back so much to to the human mind and psyche of what we really need in our lives and and it's it's alhamdulillah it's, uh, it's very interesting and uh, i'm glad that we are you know continuing to experience it in such a way yeah, thank you. Basically, the coronavirus is a, is a good point for us to think, you know what, this is what I'm doing, but what else can I do? Yeah. You know, what is out there? And we shouldn't be comparing industries. If you're involved in this industry and this industry is doing good, therefore I should get into this industry. No. Yeah. This is what I'm doing and this mm -hmm. is what I want to do and this is what I can't do. I don't agree with the word the phrase that you can do anything no that's not true mm -hmm. you can think of doing anything but you can't do anything you know there you can do certain things so yeah. same goes to the entertainment industry so there is this is an industry there's a demanding and okay fine be doing good in this industry or you should think of something else so virus uh, and unfortunately been very difficult for many people but it also been a point of reflection for many people that whatever we are doing we should reflect over it and i have done the same thing uh, all of us we had our own journey uh, i had the same journey making videos and all those things and today i still make videos but the content is completely different um, the views are much better the people i have a chance to to talk to ministers decide about policies and everything uh, and i'm trying to venture new countries you know in terms of uh, I think working because your industry is different, but in terms of my uh, area of work that guiding people and building people, I thought in terms of uh, throwing my work into the whole world, is, it's not effective. Why don't I choose a country and I work only on that country? So I chose Afghanistan, the next country I might choose Uganda, Kenya or something else. I will work only on the, that country, what they need, what I can do for them. I will have meetings, the government and all those things. The same thing I'm doing in Afghanistan, building hospitals and all those things, planning to uh, having school brands. The, the point that I'm making is uh, time we can do a lot, but we can one thing and we don't really think about what we can do and the potential that we have. But it can be you know, take it back and look at it, everything from the top. And you, it, oh, then you, you will find a lot of ways. Trust me, you'll find a lot of ways because you're a creative man, uh, not only entertainment, you will find a lot of ways. And my uh, last advice would be for other everybody that you should have somebody as an advisor and that person should not be in your own field. If you're a trainer, you should not be a Yeah. So he can give completely a different perspective because one day I was, I was on three TV on a single day and then I had a university lecture and I met somebody. He told me, why are you doing all this? Yeah. What's the reason? Mm -hmm. If the same person who was on TV, a lecturer, he would not ask me that question. The reason he asked me that question because for him, everything was either meaningless, meaningful or something else. 
So that made me to reflect and think why I'm really doing that. And it's very important to always question why I'm really doing all those things and what else can I do? And inshallah, you will find a lot of doors to be open and, you know, eventually. Inshallah. Thank you so much for being a part of this uh, podcast. And it was a pleasure having you. And hopefully we can have you on again with even more questions. And if you have questions for me, I'm sure I'll have more questions for you um, from the audience. And thank you for what you're doing, the work you're doing with everything that you're doing out there. I really do appreciate it. And I wish you success in what you're doing. And uh, hopefully we, we meet someday. That would be that would be good. Inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah. Whenever you come to Germany, I will be your host and the entire Europe, inshallah. May Allah uh, bless you. Thank you so much for inviting me. If there are questions, inshallah, we might come again and answer them. Uh, and I'm, and I really, I'm really happy, trust me, I'm very happy speaking to you and engaging with you. I'm sure a lot of people benefit from this. Uh, and may Allah bless you for facilitating and everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. Same to you, brother. And I appreciate everything. And also, if you ever come to America, I will be your host. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Bless you. Thank you, Rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum. Have and be safe. Assalamu alaikum.